Hello, my fellow foodpreneurs, and welcome to episode 21 of the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. And today we are covering emotional childhood. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannensteel. Hello, my fellow foodpreneurs. It is great to be back with you this week. I am coming to you from scenic and uh, very snowy upstate New York, and I have got a treat for you today because the work that we're covering today has been some of the most life-changing work that I've done. And it's funny that I'm recording this podcast now because I just got off the phone with my coach and realized that I'm approaching a situation in my life totally from a position of emotional childhood. And I can so relate to everything that I write about. And even, you know, with me, it's a process of recognizing things that are going on in my life and working to change them. And that is, you know, what we talk about when we talk about uh, emotional childhood and emotional adulthood. You know, every month it seems an article pops up on my Facebook feed about, you know, how to stop screaming at your kids. Um, And I read these articles, of course, and I look at their five-step program, their 10-step program. I look at what they all say, and they all basically just say stop. Awesome. Don't you think that if we could all stop yelling at our kids, we would? And of course, you know, I'm really not just talking about that. I'm talking about work, right? I'm talking about the scathing emails, the eye rolling, the gossiping and the backstabbing that happens in work. Well, what if we could just stop that? Well, today I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you actually about a client who totally changed my life and started me down this path. In early winter, about this time last year, I was going to a client's and they they ran a fish house out on the Atlantic Ocean and they needed a third party audit. And they had hired me to help them get to that third party audit. Awesome, right? I love helping clients achieve their dreams. These folks need a third party audit so that they could sell to a really huge account. And this would make or break them as so often the case with my clients. Except this client hated everything about the food safety process. And unfortunately, this is not that uncommon in the fisheries industry. I'd spent months with them by this point, trying to drag them to the point of me actually being able to go see them on location because I wanted the trip to be useful. And red flag here, I had cut my prices because I believe in local fish and I believe I would, I would have gotten other things out of the relationship that, that were, didn't have to be measured in money, but you see where this is going, right? So I spent 45 minutes walking through their facility and it was fairly small and there were some very, very big issues. So I started to talk with the plant manager who, you know, he's also part owner of the venture. And about 10 minutes into the conversation, he said, and I quote, this is extortion and I'm leaving. He got up, 
He got his stuff and he left the building. Folks, I had just driven six hours in the snow to come to this plant for a two-day visit. And it was a complete disaster 45 minutes after I got there. And my friends, I did not handle this well. I was furious. And I'm not going to lie. I yelled at my client, who was the other guy in the venture. It wasn't pretty, and I am not proud of it. But, and it's a big one. In that six-hour drive, I had started listening to a podcast called The Life Coach School. And somewhere... In all of those hours, a thought had been forming in my mind. It doesn't have to be like this. I don't have to have this kind of relationship with my clients. I don't have to act like this in the world. And so I started binging and listening to every podcast. And then the minute I got the chance, I signed up for coaching with the Life Coach School. And I've never looked back. I'm getting certified as a coach now, right? So what did I learn that day in the car? That only I am in charge of my feelings. No one and nothing can dictate how I feel. Not my circumstances, not other people, not my actions. It was, no kidding, a revelation. Because guess what? That thought that that I'm in charge of my feelings is... The second most powerful thought that I've ever adopted, the first is that I am whole and worthy. And these two thoughts are completely intertwined. So there I was. uh, My client visit had fallen to pieces. I was a wreck in hating myself. And being me and being committed to my work, I buckled down and started my journey from emotional childhood to emotional adulthood. And it is hard, y'all. But it is work that has more profoundly changed my life than anything else I have done. Getting married, graduated for, graduating from vet school, living through the Great Recession, having bought a house in 2006 in northern New Jersey... None of this, none of it has had the impact on me as working on emotional adulthood has, on becoming an actual emotional adult. You know, the benefits of emotional adulthood are pretty hard to overstate. Financially, you're finally going to be in the driver's seat of your own prosperity. You'll have more and better ideas to generate the kind of wealth that you want, more money, more time, more energy. Emotionally, you're going to feel better. And when you feel negative feelings, you're going to know they're just simply part of the human experience. A complex, exquisite human experience. Physically, you're going to be amazed. No lie, I have lost 50 pounds. I can swim farther, run faster, and play with my kids harder because of my emotional adulthood. And, you know, that's the real benefit that you're going to be the person the universe is calling you to be when you step into a place of emotional adulthood. And isn't that kind of what we all want? We want to drive our own destiny. And that's what's missing, isn't it? So how exactly, though, do we go about doing this? Because if you thought I'd just say, 
start acting like an adult, you'd be wrong. That's not how we do it around here. We are all about solving the hard problems. And the hardest problems to solve in our lives are the problems that are created by our thoughts. So that's what we're going to talk about. So what is emotional childhood? Emotional childhood occurs when grown adults haven't matured past childhood in terms of managing their emotions. Nobody teaches this out there, folks. This means that we react to our emotions, we act out, we avoid our emotions rather than taking full responsibility and choosing more empowering thoughts, choosing thoughts that will create more desirable, more appropriate emotions. Really, emotional childhood is not taking responsibility for how you feel. We call ourselves adults, but many of us are still functioning as emotional children. And it's, folks, it's really not something we do on purpose. Many of our parents function as emotional children, perpetuating the cycle. Our adult friends, a lot of times, act as emotional children, so we don't have any other any other ways of, of looking at the world or ways of being. And it's amazing what happens when you look at it as if we are responsible for how we feel in every moment, that we're in charge of how we think and we're in charge of how we feel. When we're out there functioning as emotional children, we're blaming other people for how we think and feel and act. We're blaming other people, our circumstances, for the results that we're getting in our life. And truly, there's no class offered in college, in high school, in trade school that teaches us how to be emotional adults. But once we've reached physical adulthood and our brains are developed enough to be able to understand what we are thinking, which is about age 25, that's when your prefrontal cortex is finished developing, we're capable of reflecting on our thoughts and therefore we can decide what to think and what to feel in any given moment, kind of no matter what anybody else does in our lives. As children, we don't have this capacity. The prefrontal cortex is just not as developed. The amygdala actually develops the fastest when our kids, you know, or we hit our tweens and hit puberty and things like that. It's the, it's the part of our brain that's in charge of our emotions that literally grows the fastest. And our prefrontal cortex doesn't grow nearly as fast. And as children... We think everything going on in our lives is what causes our feelings. And this assumption is generally perpetuated by the people who raise us. You know, we as adults are constantly making comments to our kids around, oh, you really hurt mommy's feelings. You really hurt your brother's feelings. You need to say you're sorry for hurting somebody else's feelings. We also ask them, well, did they hurt your feelings when they said those words to you? We teach kids at a very, very young age that other people are responsible for how we feel. Uh, and it becomes so ingrained in us that we don't even stop to think to question it. 
And I, I want to tell you it's possible to change. We don't ask those questions in our house anymore. And so while children don't have the capacity to make this distinction, they can learn it. This is a learned and learnable skill. And many, many, many of our adults, the people that we're, we work with and, and ourselves, we can choose not to function this way as adults because we're choosing to function as emotional children, whether we know it or not. Functioning as an emotional child is a completely debilitating way to live and basically locks you in a space of blame. We blame the government. We blame the economy. We blame our bosses. We blame other people, our exes, our parents, our own childhood. We blame people not only for how we feel, but for the actions that we take to get the results that we want. It's a position of emotional immaturity. And so how do we then get to emotional adulthood? Well, emotional adulthood is the process of achieving emotional maturity. And it's a process of taking self-responsibility. Okay? And it means we take responsibility for our pain, for our joy, we don't expect other people to make us happy. We don't expect other people or things or circumstances to make us feel secure. We appreciate that the only one who can hurt our feelings is us, and we hurt our own feelings with our own thoughts. I know that's a lot, but just stick with me here. <clears throat> Taking full responsibility for every single thing we feel no matter what somebody else does or doesn't do, is really no small feat. For most people, it is a huge challenge, but it's so worthwhile when we're able to do so. And why is that? Well, it's because most people feel like victims, as if they are at the mercy of other people in our lives. So for example, when someone doesn't do their job at work, we get mad at them and we blame them for how we feel. That's not actually true. How we feel about them is a result of what we are thinking about the situation. So say for example, the person didn't clean the grinder at lunch break. We get mad. Huh? We think we're mad because they didn't clean the grinder. We're actually mad because of our thoughts about them cleaning the grinder. Thoughts like, they're lazy, they don't pay attention, they didn't pay attention in training, they don't care. All of those thoughts probably lead to super negative feelings, right? But I want you to notice that it's the thoughts. You, you could actually think something else. But no, it is not that easy. But it is a learnable process. Because first, what you need to do is actually recognize your thoughts. And that's where the work comes in. It's when you feel feelings about something else or someone else and those feelings are negative, I want you to just stop and pause. You have this negative feeling in your body. Feelings are vibrations in our body caused by a thought. And I want you to tell yourself, this feeling is caused 
by a thought. That is the first step to transforming your entire life. And just repeat as often as you need to, as often as that negative feeling is coursing through your body, this feeling is caused by a thought. And that's the very first step in taking responsibility for yourself. And I want you to notice that the behaviors associated with emotional childhood often resemble the behavior of a toddler. We have temper tantrums. We have rage fits. We engage with other people in screaming and yelling matches. And the end result is finding ourselves in a place where we don't feel like we have control over our adult selves. And thus we begin acting like toddlers. When we place blame on other people for our circumstances, we act out as if we have no other choice. For example, we overeat and we blame other people for making the food available or for making us feel bad and I deserve this bread, this cocktail, this dessert, this whatever it is that we're eating to make ourselves feel better. Even when successfully functioning in, adult, in emotional adulthood, you, you might take actions you regret at times, but then you're going to choose to apologize, maybe apologize to yourself, knowing, knowing that you're responsible for the way you feel means you understand you're responsible for the way you behave as well. And it's important because you're going to need to decide who you want to be and how you want to act in the world. Because of this, functioning from an emotional adulthood standpoint, we can own up to our own mistakes rather than blaming our actions on someone else. So it's that pause, okay? The, this, the, the major action, you know, the major how of, of, of emotional adulthood is the pause when a negative feeling comes over us and being deliberate about what we're going to do next. And what I want to emphasize though right now is, is that when learning this concept, you've got to avoid harsh judgments and criticisms on your own thoughts and feelings and actions. When we go from blaming other people for the way we feel to learning this concept, the kind of first thing that we do may be to turn the blame on ourselves in the form of, oh my God, I'm the one causing the problem. I am such a horrible person. And I want to tell you that that's not the intention of this process. The intention is to help you notice and pause. If I feel this way or act this way, it's because of what I'm thinking. Come from curiosity. Treat yourself with kindness because now you know you can change if you want to. When we function from emotional childhood, we usually take action that we end up regretting and then we feel so bad we abdicate responsibility for taking that action. When we take responsibility as emotional adults, the incidences of showing up in a way we don't intend is really greatly reduced. 
And if we do act in a way we later regret, we own our actions, we apologize, uh, and we just kind of say, you know, that one was on me. Uh, I wasn't taking responsibility for myself, but I am now. Um, this is a beautiful place to live your life from. It's a place where you have control. And sometimes it sounds as if emotional adulthood won't be fun and exciting. You know, it's like all the work of meditation where you're like pulling yourself out of your thoughts and getting back to, you know, your meditation practice. But, you know, the opposite is true. When we do the work and we show up to this and we decide we're going to be an emotional adult, we are not dependent on other people for how we feel, and we take all of our power back, okay? All of our power comes back. So why don't you try this? What are some examples, write some examples down of where you're acting like an emotional child? Where are you placing blame? When do you feel entitled to something you haven't earned? Do you have a sense of deserving something even though you haven't done anything to deserve it? Know that you have a choice in how you respond to feel and about everything. You have a choice in every single thing that you think and feel. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to download the Take Responsibilities for Your Feelings worksheet and you can go to www.sfbdi.com slash episode 21. Folks, being an adult requires more effort than lingering in emotional childhood. I'm not going to lie. It takes more responsibility. But anyone who is an adult knows that it's really worth it. Taking this step to managing yourself and managing your mind so that you aren't dependent on other people for how you think or feel or act is amazing. I want you to try it out. Explore how you can take more responsibility. How can you stop blaming? If you could do this, how would that change the results that you're getting? Once you see that difference, you are going to be so glad you took that first step. So that's what we've got for you. Have a beautiful week, everybody, and we will see you next week. Hey, foodpreneurs, have you thought about joining that power group and you're not really sure how to do it as a corporation? Well, I have super news for you. Starting this month, we are actually having corporate subscriptions to the power group where up to five people can join the power group. Y'all get workbooks, you get access to the membership site, access to the calls, emails to me to ask questions. Uh, so that you can come together and grow as a group. And I'm offering this super amazing value at just like, I mean, 50% off of the regular price. So five people from your corporation can join up with the power group for only $5.97 a month. It's super amazing. I would love to see you there. And if you want to join up, you can go to www dot sfbdi dot com slash power group and click on that second button on the page that says I'm interested in a corporate subscription and it'll take you right through there. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. 
You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening.